All right, Jackson. Second down and three in the pistol. Play actions. Can take himself around the left big hole. 40, 35, 30. Cuts it upfield. Spin move 20. Action, Jackson 10. And dancing into the end zone. Touchdown, Ravens. Ravens up. 34 to 10. 808 to go in the third quarter in Cincinnati. That was Lamar Jackson torching the Bengals defense. A 47-yard run, touchdown run, a work of magic for Lamar Jackson. The Ravens would go on to beat the Bengals and win their fifth straight game in a row. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Sports with Yosef. I'm Yosef Messiner, and like I said, the Ravens have won five in a row, and I'm going to break down their, their most recent games, the Ravens-Patriots, Ravens-Bengals, also, are the Steelers for real at 5-4? and four? More on that. I'm going to go through the playoff picture, albeit it's week 11 has yet to start. That's coming up and much, much more on Sports with Yosef. The Ravens have dominated primetime games. The Ravens have even more dominated primetime games at home, but so had the Patriots. And Rip, Tom Brady walking into M&T Bank Stadium... It's been a while since he'd been there. I want to say back to 2013. It was last game, um, also last primetime game. That was, although that was Flacco versus Brady. New era, Lamar Jackson. And final score, 37-20. It, the score look, makes it look closer than it was. The Ravens destroyed the Patriots. Every facet of the game... Uh, the, the Patriots just had no answer for Lamar, and Belichick said it after the game. We were out. I mean, we didn't make coaching adjustments. We didn't play well. Nothing really went well for the Patriots. And I said, like, it wasn't. What's not wasn't as close as a seventeen point game. The Ravens turned the ball over. That set the Patriots up for I believe ten of their points. The Ravens did do a great job though of stopping the Patriots in the red zone, and. This was, I mean, the Patriots had the ball, like, I don't know, 17-13, second half. Ravens up 17-13. Then uh, Julian Edelman fumbled. Marlon Humphrey ran it back, like, 70 yards. I think it's the longest fumble return touchdown in the Bill Belichick era. Um, If I'm I'm remembering that that stat correctly. But it was mine. Like, the Ravens just took it to the Patriots. They were able to run it. When they needed to throw it, they threw it. It was a lot of big runs by Mark Ingram. Gus Edwards had a couple of nice ones. Lamar ran it. And the Ravens just, I mean, Brady threw threw a pick, and he airmailed that pick. And actually, Earl Thomas came up with a pick. And Ed Reed was apparently, Earl Thomas said after the game that Ed Reed gave him a t- couple of tips uh, to of how to play Brady. Whether or not it was those tips, I mean, I'm pretty sure the tip was play play deeper than you think. If I'm remembering correctly, and Earl Thomas was pretty deep on that one. I mean, that ball was airmailed. There was nothing there, and the Patriots. What I've been saying about the Patriots all year really showed up on prime time. The Patriots. I didn't think their offense was that good. They had some. They were good on defense. I thought they had some issues though. I thought they were a little bit overrated. And the series team showed them. Hey, maybe you're not as good as you think. And for the Patriots, they've got to be a little bit worried here. They had a week 10 bye, but we, I mean, now they're starting to play a really tough stretch of games. They're going to be playing the Eagles, Cowboys, Texans, Chiefs. And those are all teams that run the football. And I think that's the Patriots' weak point. They've got a tremendous secondary. They've got maybe the best secondary in the league. Maybe. I'm not sure. But the run defense isn't that good. 
and the Ravens torched the the Patriots' run defense. And there's just like nothing was there for them. Absolutely, like, and I think the Patriots could really start to slide. And right now, the Patriots are the number one seed in the AFC, and the Ravens are the number two seed. And I'm gonna do playoff picture later. But the Ravens have the tiebreaker, and they're one game back of the Patriots. That was a huge win for the Ravens for playoffs to get the national media, to get the national attention behind them. And that was also a win to show why Lamar Jackson has dominated the league. I mean, and the Ravens, they scored 37 points. Those were the, that 17 point, I'm sorry, the 37 point points on Sunday Night Football were the most allowed by the Patriots in a road game since week 4, 2014, 41-14 loss to the Chiefs. And it, and it had also been 1,860 days, 1860 days, since the Patriots had lost by 17 or more. Again, that was that, that Chiefs game week 4, September 29th, 2014. But that was really a... It was mind-boggling. The Patriots came out really flat, and the Ravens took it to them. And John Harbaugh another great game plan. I love what Greg Roman did. I love what Greg Roman did. I talked, I written about my, on my blog, which by the way, everyone should check out sportsblog.com, username yosefm613. Check, uh, there's a link on the description of my podcast. Check out all my live videos on Sportscaster also. I'm, I'm really broadcasting all the Ravens games throughout the season as well as a lot of other games, a lot of other analysis throughout the year. Check that out. Sportscaster, sportscastr.com, username yosefm613. Check out all the episodes of my of Sports with Yosef if you've not already, and sometimes it's good to have a review. And also follow me on Twitter at yosefm613. But I wrote on my blog that I, um, I think I talked about my po- on Sports with Yosef also. I wa- I didn't like Greg. I wasn't thrilled with Greg Roman and the way he was calling the game. I thought he was doing it great. I just wanted to see more creativity. The Ravens were creative, and I'm going to talk about that later. But the Ravens. Like they threw a screen, something which I really wanted them to do. I don't remember if that was against the Patriots or the Bengals, but the Ravens really did a good job. A wide receiver screen to Marquise Brown. That's smart. That's what I, they should have been doing earlier. And that's what the Ravens did. And going and going into other creative play calling, the Ravens had three Heisman Trophy winners in the backfield at the same time. It's happened like five times before in NFL history. You had Lamar Jackson taking the snap, Mark Mark Ingram. Robert Griffin III. And actually, the play in the against the Bengals was Lamar tucking himself around the right edge and drew the hole and ran towards the defense so the defense would come to him so he could pitch it to RG3. Lamar has an incredible amount of respect for RG3, who has really mentored him in Baltimore. It's one of the reasons the Ravens chose to re-sign him. He's a capable backup. He has Lamar's trust. He's a good mentor, and... He has a lot of the same skill sets as Lamar Jackson, so he can seamlessly step into the offense. Let's take a look, though, at the Ravens-Bengals. Another win that the Ravens took it to another opponent. 49-13. to Lamar had a perfect quarterback rating. Uh, second of the season, there's only been one other time in NFL history where a quarterback has had two games with a perfect quarterback rating. That was Ben Roethlisberger, 2007, when the uh, the Steelers would beat the Ravens in the AFC Championship and go on to win the Super Bowl that year. Is that a telltale sign? I have no idea. Do you know what is a telltale sign? Perfect quarterback ratings don't just happen. They just don't 
just they just don't happen. And Lamar, he's the first player in NFL history to post a perfect quarterback rating in multiple games in the same season with a minimum of 17 attempts per game. So Roethlisberger didn't even throw that much. I mean, week one was 17 to 20, five TDs. Uh, but the Bengals, you have 15 to 17, three touchdowns. That'll do it for you. And the Ravens just completely took it to the Bengals. The Bengals had a couple of drives where they and they were starting to really get through to the Ravens' run defense. Where the, Michael Pierce went out on the first play, came back in a couple drives later for a couple plays, went back out. And the Ravens really struggle because the Ravens do well against the run if they have Brandon Williams and Michael Pearson to, to stuff the box, not let it go inside. And then what they've used to been having is guys like Terrell Suggs to set the edge. And it, their run defense has always been phenomenal. But Michael Pierce was out of the game and Joe Mixon had a day. I mean, I think the Bengals ran for like 150 yards. Maybe that was just Mixon. They, they had a great day running the football. But it was really on two or three drives. The Ravens really dominated the game. Two defensive touchdowns. Marcus Peters had his second pick six in just three games as a Raven. Uh, Patrick Ricard, what a story he is. Uh, he forced a fumble on Ryan Finley. Andy Dalton was benched for the for the game. Forced a fumble. Tyus Bowser picked it up. Took it to the house. Lamar was, I mean, virtually perfect. There, I, lo- I loved his decision-making. On this, whether it was the running plays, on the passing plays, he did a great job. The, but the interesting thing, which it's very rare when the Ravens have had Lamar Jackson, the Ravens lost time of possession. And this is something I was a little bit worried about in the beginning of the season. The Ravens had so many big name, I'm not big name, big play candidates on their offense that if they have a three play drive, they're not going to win time of possession. And that's what the Ravens did. First play, 49 yards down the field, Marquise Brown on a deep play. Again, perfect throw by Lamar. And remember what I had talked about in the Ravens-Seahawks game. Ravens had to go deep to set up the pa- um, to set up the run. The Ravens did that on one of the first plays in the Seahawks game. They did it in the first play in the Bengals game. And the Ravens then was just chunk plays. And they lost time of possession by like 10 minutes. It was like, what's happening? But at the same time, Ravens won. They took it to the Bengals, and that was a win to get the Ravens to 7-2. to And I'm going to probably do another episode, probably in the offseason. Is this the best Ravens team ever? Quite possibly. I don't know. I mean, it's the Ravens have only played nine games. Through nine games, I mean, they've been fantastic. And one stat that really shows how good they've been Sam Cooke, the Ravens punter, is one of the best punters in the NFL, if not the best. But there's a real question, actually, to see if he's going to even make the Pro Bowl, albeit he's the best, and here's why. He's only punted 21 times. That's the fewest in the NFL among the full-time, all of the 32 full-time punters. He's on pace for 37 punts. His previous career low was 60, and he did that twice in 2014 and 2018. I mean, the Ravens have just controlled the football so well. And it's not just been that. John Harbaugh has been preaching this year, follow the statistics. And he's done that. He's been incredibly aggressive in all kinds of situations. And that's also kept Sam Cook off the field. And, I mean, one of the times that Cook came on the field, and that was against the Dolphins, they ran a fake punt. And I think the Ravens might run another another fake punt before the rest of the season. In fact, before the season ends, in fact, I'd be surprised if they don't. I mean, that's how good the Ravens have been. 
Lamar Jackson's been incredible. He's now played full 16 games. Started full 16 games. That's a full regular season. Here are his stats for those 16 games. 3,150 passing yards. 20 touchdowns, 8 picks. 1,258 rushing yards. 10, uh, and 10 rushing touchdowns. That's a combined about 4,300 yards. 30 touchdowns. That's phenomenal. And the guy who had been, he had been compared to... The a lot, and I thought it was unfair to Lamar. Michael Vick. He only he didn't throw for three thousand yards until his eighth season. His career high one thousand thirty nine rushing yards. That was in year six. Lamar is on set to officially break those single season marks this year and far surpass it. Lamar's a, a MVP candidate, and at the Bengals game, on the road, there were cheers going up for MVP. You heard the run in the beginning of this podcast. Lamar is electrifying the league. He is the one of the most dynamic players in the NFL. He might be one of the most dynamic players in the last decade, in the whole history of the NFL. He is incredible. And if he stays healthy, the Ravens are in an incredible place to be in with a dynamic quarterback and, the, and Lamar Jackson. It's every week. There are highlights of him and his otherworldly plays, which he just does routine, as routinely as taking out the trash. It is incredible what Lamar has done. And another a, a young quarterback who's kind of who's been a sensation in the NFL, Mason Rudolph. He he was injured for a couple of games, and Devlin Hodges took over and did well enough. But for them, but the Steelers right now are five and four. They're two games back of the Ravens. And the Steelers right now are the number six seed in the AFC. They're in line to make the playoffs. But are they for real? Are they? Here's who they've got to play at for the rest of the season. At the Browns, at the Bengals, host the Browns, host the Cardinals, host the Bills, at the Jets, and at the Ravens. Is it, is it quite possible Ravens, uh, Steelers, Week 17 could decide a playoff se- uh, spot for the Steelers? Sure. Let's say they split the Browns, so now they're six and five. Uh, they beat. The, they should beat the Bengals, albeit on the road, seven and five. They should beat the Cardinals, eight and five. They, sh- I think they'll lose to the Bills at home, and then probably beat the Jets on the road. So, um. So what is that? That's one win, two win, three win, four wins. That's nine and five. And then with that Raven Steelers game, which if the Ravens. It could be the Ravens will be 13, 13, uh, 13 and 2, 12 and 3 then, and they might not want to try that hard. And Mason Rudolph, he's been pretty good. And Minka Fitzpatrick has revitalized the defense, and if you think about what the Steelers gave up, a first-round pick, which right now looks like it could be in the 20s. That's what they gave up for a guy who has really just started getting big plays every game, figuring out ways to get wins. He's really revitalized the defense and the Steelers. And the Steelers, are they for, are they for real? I think I think not. I think Mason Rudolph could be an NFL quarterback, and I think they could go nine and nine and six. Uh, that's not not nine and six, nine and seven. I think they could even go ten and six, but I think they'll flame out in the playoffs if they get there. Kind of like the Bills in like twenty eighteen. Like, yeah, they made the playoffs, but then they played the Jaguars, and I thought that it didn't matter who they would play. I didn't think that the Bills were a legit team that year. Let's take a look at the playoff picture. 
You, a bunch of games that are going to be coming up are going to be marquee matchups that will decide playoff seeding. Uh, Monday Night Football in Week 10, you had the Seahawks beat the 49ers to to, to end all of the undefeated teams in the NFL. Uh, it was like, okay, the Seahawks are right back in it. And if you remember, the Ravens beat the Seahawks also. Seahawks are 7-2. and two. They're a really good team as well. They lost to the Saints and they lost to the Ravens. And a couple of, I mean... The AFC and the NFC is far for set from set. Every division is within two games. The be- the best teams, the teams that are like really doing well, are close divisions. Ravens are two games ahead of the Steelers. The Bills are one or two game, one or two games back of the Patriots. Um, your Chiefs are like a game ahead. The Texans, and I mean, we're gonna talk. I'm gonna talk about this, but they've got a very small division lead. And let's just let's talk about that. If the Chiefs could be out of the divisional lead this week, the Raiders could have it. The Texans could be out of the divisional lead this week. The Patriots could fall to the two seed. The the Texans could improve to the two seed. The playoffs are wide open. You've got a five and four team as the number six seed in the Steelers. This is an open playoff race for the NFL, and this is an opportunity here. You've got Ravens Texans coming up Sunday. That's going to decide the number two seed right now. And that's going to be a huge tiebreaker. You're going to be having, like I we talk, I talked about, who the Patriots are going to be playing. They're playing the Chiefs. They're playing the Texans. This is all from over. I mean, you've got the NFC East where the Cowboys have got a, what, a one-game lead at 5-4. and four? This, is a, and this is an incredibly open playoff race. And that's where it should be right now in Week 11. But it's really... Two or three teams, and I mean, I don't think there's a division where there's one team who's gonna for sure win it out. I don't. I mean, I'm predicting right now that the Ravens and Patriots are gonna hold on to their divisions. I think the Saints will hold on to their division, but who knows? I think the Packers hold on to their division, but it's close enough where you can't be sure. They don't play the games on paper, and they don't do it for a reason, because. A, nothing can match what Lamar Jackson has done. And paper just doesn't even begin to tell the tale. And you never know what's going to happen. They're going to be upsets. They're going to be a surprise game. And they're, I mean, like every week, there's some a win that you didn't think was going to happen. The Dolphins, they've won like two, they've won more games in November than the Patriots have. They've won, they're, the Dolphins have won two games in November. The Patriots have won none. I, I don't know what the Dolphins are thinking, though, playing Ryan Fitzpatrick. You're trying to tank. Well, don't play the guy who's going to get you a win. I mean, they beat the Colts, and the Colts, that was a huge loss for them in their playoff race. And I was talking, like, I've been talking about Lamar Jackson, what he's done. And I could do a whole episode on Lamar Jackson, records he is setting, everything else, everything he's done. It's incredible. I'm just going to list two things, and then we'll close up here. But Lamar Jackson, he's going to join Aaron Rodgers in 2019, and Hall of Famer Joe Montana, and Aaron Rodgers is a... A surefire first ballot Hall of Famer as well, um, Montana 1989, as the only players to have three passing touchdowns, three plus passing touchdowns, one plus rushing touchdown, and a perfect passer rating with at least 15 completions in a single game in the Super Bowl era. Lamar, second player with a passing touchdown and multiple rushing touchdowns in a single game against the Patriots in the Bell Balachek era. And the only other... It was Dolphins running back Ronnie Brown in Week 3, 2008. Who's Ronnie Brown? I've never heard of him. I don't know. He actually might be good. I honestly don't know who he is. 
I mean, he's the first, Lamar Jackson's the first quarterback. He basically is the first quarterback to do, like, anything against the Patriots. Um, he's the first quarterback to score multiple rushing touchdowns in a single game against the Patriots since Team Tebow Week 15, 2011. That was with the Broncos. That's what Lamar's doing. Every week, another record. Every week, another jaw-dropping play. And every week, practically another Ravens win. Thanks for listening to this edition of Sports with Yosef. I'm Yosef. I'll see you next time.